like a raving lunatic that has nothing to lose because you don't. And when you realize that, that's when you make the decision that you're going to play your best. Because if you don't, you don't have it tomorrow. You don't get another 48 minutes. That's what we're here going on everybody welcome to the sideline trap podcast episode 20 ish somewhere around there i don't know <laughs> so, so something like that 20 19 20 21 either way um coach what's going on um i'm i got a lot going on man i went to bed bath and beyond today had enough time squeezed <laughs> it in on a sunday not a saturday <laughs> I don't know if we'll have enough time. Gotta go to Home Depot. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my nice little Sunday. Um, I I did uh, I did nothing, and it was well. I didn't do nothing. I didn't leave my house. Um, I ran through all of our uniforms from last year, just to make sure we got them all in with all the COVID stuff. So um, that was not really fun. I didn't really enjoy that. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond sounds a lot better, to be honest with you. Mm, I don't know. Shoulder shrug on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got some stuff to get into today. Um, first off, though, we've been neglecting uh, the NBA season. And there was the blockbuster trade recently. I'm sure you saw, just like the rest of the world. Um, James Harden, a.k.a. Rick Ross, uh, <laughs> got, tra- got traded from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, for, I mean, just, it was like a, it was, it was very, it was very New York Knicks esque of the nets, um, to make this trade. However, the Knicks have never had somebody like KD to bring in another person for, but the nets gave up a host. So I want to get your take on how you think Harden's going to do a B how, how you think the nets are going to do. And finally, what you think the fit is going to be like, um, in Brooklyn, uh, provided that Kyrie, um, stops being a crazy person. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> sorry. I, I think, uh, I think we need to address first of all, Harden's weight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of memes about his weight. Now I have no idea if at certain points he's wearing a fat suit or if he fluctuates real hard. He looks like a potato at some points, and then other times, <laughs> and then other times he looks good. But there's no denying that it's without a doubt the best basketball playing potato on ever, ever. Like Paul Pierce was a little, you know, soft in the middle, but not like not James. like this. No, but I don't know. He, I think he's gonna. I think it'll be interesting to see whether or not, like, how those three roles kind of fit. Because you've got all three can do a lot with the ball. All three are super intelligent basketball players. Um, and all three of them can score. So it'll yeah. be real interesting to see like if someone tries to really take the reins because the media is going to push like who's going to get the last shot. That'll be a thing. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any question in my mind who should be shooting the friggin' ball. That's, I mean, it's Kevin, right? That's <laughs> KD all day. When you're seven feet and can do all the things the other guys can do, get out the yeah. way. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was a uh, they should be they should be really difficult to beat. At the very least, they're going to be able to score, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to defend anybody. Right? Um, they trade. They trade away their 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 best defensive asset. Um, but yeah, I mean, James is still. He had a triple double last night. It was it last night or two nights ago? Like, have well, I forget what his line was. Like Thirty some points, like fourteen assists, like twelve boards. Like the the guy can play. Like he's been put in a situation in Houston where yeah, he's dominating the ball. He's played like that for a long time, but he can play basketball in any – I mean, all these guys can. They can play basketball in any type of system you try to put them in. Um, it's it's whether they want to be in that system or not and accept that role. Right. I thought it was – like once once Dan, once D'Antoni was out, you could – I mean, you could see the wheels coming off that thing that he, did, he didn't want to be there. Be, and I, I wonder how, like, how much of that was – like D'Antoni put the ball in his hands constantly. Constantly. That's probably yeah. I mean, that was that. That's the like that was the goal of that. Like Dan Tony looked like he's he's a very very smart coach in terms of analytics, yeah, um, and things like that. So, like the goal was to yeah, let's let's up his usage rate the most because he's our best player. So why not use him as much as we can? But you're right. As soon as Dan Tony left, <clears throat> obviously a new coach, new system, new way of doing things. It's hard to kind of make that break, and then. And then uh, you know you bring in John Wall, who's who's also a ball dominant guard. Um, and Boogie, it's gonna be weird. The Boogie Cousins is you know he's not the, <laughs> he's not the Boogie of old. Just getting ejected from everything. Yeah, he um, always looks like he has sour face. Well, he does. It's because he's always he always does. I you know when I was watching I was watching some highlights of the of the one of the recent Rocket games and he got. He either got teed or tossed. I don't even remember what, but he had sour face on. And I was like, I wonder how bad his reputation in the league is. I wonder if he's just getting teased at, at this point, just because of who he is. Like how many of them are that? And then how many of them are because he's a clown? I think, I think a couple <clears throat> more of them are like, he just puts himself in bad situations. Like, yeah. like I saw when they played the Lakers, he got one, he got teed up for pushing, uh, oh, I forget which Morris twin is in LA, but he got he got teed up for pushing Morris, but it was in retaliation because Morris Morris pushed one of his teammates. So like that one is kind of warranted in my book. Yeah. But yeah. then he just like takes like a swipe, <laughs> like he's trying to make LeBron the championship game, and then right. I'm hitting him with his elbow. What did you What did you expect? With that? So I think like he like yes I think he gets a little bit of the brunt of like he's known as kind of a, like a bad boy and and uh, always arguing about rap and stuff but like he just puts himself in poor situations. Yeah. What? Well, how do you feel about um, how do you feel about how that Nets the Nets uh, team is going to fare? How do you think that's going to look? It's going to be the 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 thing you got to look out for is the relationship between Harden and Kyrie, I think. Yeah. We already know that KD and 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 uh, and James can play together. I mean, they they proved it last night, right? Yeah. But then you throw Kyrie into that mix who always um 
I don't want to. He he doesn't like that in air quotes little brother role, right? He wants to be the leader. He wants to be the big dog. He wants to be the guy taking the last shot. And now you have two other guys in your team that expect to be taking that shot as well. So unless they mesh, mm-hmm. oh, uh, so, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, James is ball dominant. Kyrie's ball dominant. Kevin doesn't have to be. Uh, I think we saw that in Golden State. To, he doesn't have to be ball dominant to be the best player. Um, but I think with just the way that they've been playing for so long that James and Kyrie have to. So that's going to be the interesting part of that trade that you're going to want to keep an eye on. I don't think it's going to work well. I, I personally don't. Well, that is a good point. Is You said uh, that's how they played for quite a while. I mean, Harden's been dominating the ball for how many years in Houston? Kyrie, I mean, yeah, to an extent has been doing similar similar play. It's going to be difficult to split that up and not have hurt feelings along the way. Right? I mean, you got to take um, I was listening to uh, the Dan Levitt show, Dan Levitard show, the new one, the Pirate Radio, which I don't know if you listened to, which is phenomenal. I have not. He's not at ESPN anymore. Um, but they had Amin uh, Amin Alasan on, and they were talking about basically they were talking about this, and he said well, he remembers when Bosch, Wade, and LeBron got together in Miami. And he was talking to Chris Bosch about it. And he's like, the hardest thing to go from is when you're the man, you are taking 25 shots a game. He's like, and then you go and you sacrifice and you're getting 15 shots a game. And he's yeah. like, make something very clear. He's like the vocabulary here. You're taking five shots in Toronto. You're getting 15 shots in Miami. Um, and then the other thing that Chris Bosch said was like, you you know, everyone talks about being willing to sacrifice, but you don't really realize how much or how hard it's going to be until you're the guy that's sacrificing. And I think we can all agree he was the guy that to do that in Miami. Yeah. Um, well, who's gonna who's gonna take that? I mean, it's a great question. Honestly, Durant might have the best um, personality to do it, but he shouldn't be the one to do it. No, he's the best. He's he's arguably <laughs> the best player on planet Earth. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, even coming, even coming off an Achilles injury. All right. Uh, um, yeah. So another another thing I wanted to just get your your um, perspective on. Obviously, you're a big Knicks fan. Unfortunately, and yes. That. How do you feel? First of all, how how do you feel about the Knicks so far this year? Um, I love what I love Tibbs. I'm I'm pumped about Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, the problem is like he runs that he runs his guys into the ground. Yeah. So like the first 30 games are going to be great. And you know, they've been playing really well up to this. Um, you know, the last 52 games are like, <laughs> uh, usually a struggle. Uh, but I, overall, man, I, I like what they're doing. Um, I, I like, I like, I love, absolutely love the draft picks. Um, I, I don't, I don't, the only thing I don't like right now, even though he's playing really, really well is, the contract we have locked up with Julius Randall. Um, I'm not a Julius. I'm not a Julius Randall fan. Um, That's where I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to ask you about Orange Julius. Because why are you not an Orange Julius fan? I, I just I I don't know. I don't like his game. It's just 
he's obviously very ball dominant. He's the center of the Knicks offense right now. So I, I think that's inflated his numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely cannot go to his right hand. Um, you might as well, you might as well just sever it. Uh, I mean, he, he, he won't go to his, he won't go to his right. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't think he's worth, uh, the money that we tied up into him. Um, he might be That's a good. That. He might be a good block to work around for the next couple of years while while they while they gather some some pieces to learn. I think. Well, the good news at, at I this think point he's, he's a got, vet. He is one of the few vets. The Knicks have one of the youngest rosters in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think their average age is like 20, 27 or something like that. Um, the good news about Julius Randle is I think I believe he's got two years left on his contract. So in one year, he's going to be a nice trade asset uh, as an expiring contract. But another reason I don't – I didn't like it is because, one, we're, we're kind of log jammed at the 4-5 spot um, in New York. And then I would rather – I'd rather just play the young guys. Like I'd rather play Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson 30-some minutes a night. I'd rather play Obi Toppin as much as I can. Yeah, uh, I'd rather like Kevin Knox get a ton of burn. Like, I, I just I don't see a benefit of running out, letting Julius Randle run out there and score thirty, and we're gonna end up under five hundred. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good he's a good role he's a good role piece on a team. He's not in the right night not in the proper role for himself, and also he's got these for his he's awkwardly built. He's got these little short arms for a man of his stature. He, he looks he awkward for a basketball player. Most of the time, it's the opposite opposite direction. Most basketball players have longer arms than they do. <laughs> this guy's the opposite. He's got these little T Rex arms. He's he dropped a bunch of weight before <laughs> this year too. Like he's he's much thinner than he's been in years mm-hmm. past. Um, but yeah, I just I just rather see the young guys kind of get some burn. Um, that said, the the guard situation in New York is is just an absolute nightmare. I mean, none of those guys are R.J. Barrett. I mean. Obviously has an upside, but like Alfred Payton and mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank Nielakina, like what what are we doing? Like, yeah, just biding time till we can get some other guards. So um, that's my top story with the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other day, I don't want to get too bogged down here, but the other day I was thinking about stars of old who have been cast into the ether. <laughs> when was the last time you thought about Blake Griffin? Dying in Detroit. Slowly. Yeah, never. Um, not for a long time. Dunk contests, maybe? Clippers dunk contest? Right. And um, the saddest part is his game, he really transformed his game. He's he's an, he's a really good four, like an excellent four. He's like a stretch four now. Like he's, he, Yeah. He, he shot, I forget what his percentage was last year, but he shot like high 30s from three. Yeah, I would and love to see a guy like him. To get, go yeah. somewhere and actually compete. Remember when he was in LA? He couldn't shoot the ball from like no. 15 feet. No. no. Um, yeah, it's for him. I, I think I don't know. Again, I don't know what his contract's like in Detroit, but like, I feel like he's one of those guys. It'd be a good vet. Twilight, you know, stretch for Twilight career, chase yeah. a championship with somebody. Rashard Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rashard Lewis. Rashid, remember, uh, Rashid Wallace was on the Celtics there for a little bit. Uh-huh. Towards the end of his career, he was actually and was on the Knicks back when the Knicks were last time they were good. So, was he really? Yeah, 2013. They signed him like late in the season. He barely played, but he was, he was yeah, on there. He was probably a corpse at that time. 
Yeah, couldn't move. I think the Air Force. I think the Air Force One's taking a toll on his plantar fascia. So he was there, though, baby. That team was so old. Pablo Prigioni, a thirty-five-year-old rookie. <laughs> um, while we're on the on the NBA stuff too, you had, you were telling me a couple months ago to listen to the Old Man and the Three, which is JJ Reddick's podcast. Oh yeah, yep. And I have, and I've dove in over the last couple of months. And it's awesome. It's really it good, is, isn't it? It is great. And it's a, a lot of hoops talk, which is definitely perfect. But, yeah, it's, it's a great podcast. He, he had a, a, a one recently with Chris Paul. Listening yes. to Chris Paul talk about basketball is like going to the library. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I, I listened to, like, the first – I didn't finish the episode. I listened to, like, the first um, – maybe the first 20 or 25 minutes of it. But you're right. I mean – just the term, like the terminology he throws out in that. Like, mm-hmm. I'd look, not, some, I'd look some stuff up. Yeah, if you're not like, if you're not really well versed in hoops, like you're gonna be kind of lost. Um, but mm-hmm. he was doing that. JJ was doing that all through when he was in the bubble. So there's some. If you go back, there's some really good episodes of, of guys when they were all in the bubble, just you know, not much to do there. So. Oh yeah, I, I started from the beginning. Listened to like Duncan Robinson's correspondent from the bubble, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, good. <laughs> it's good stuff. He's really good. I, JJ is going to be. I mean, he's really good at it. He's when he decides to finally hang it up, which God knows how long will be because he's in like his seventeenth year and still looks like he's like twenty six, still running off floppy hard. Yeah, it's like what? Like when are you going to age, buddy? Like <laughs> you know. Uh, but he'll. I think he'll. He's going to be. Um, he's going to be in the entertainment business for a long time. I think. Yeah. 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 Um. So. This this past week, um, like let's kind of like recap our past week in um, practices and and leading up to getting into our actual schedule. Um, would you like to hop in there and kind of recap it for us? And how did it go? And and uh, what did you guys get done? Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting week. Um, not the greatest week of practice that we've had. Um, we had some. We had a couple guys banged up, so we went. We went really hard uh, on Monday, and a couple guys got banged up with some muscle injuries. Um, I think might maybe just guys not used to. Uh, they were younger guys too, maybe not used to the pace and and the stresses of of you know a, a full basketball practice. But we got some guys banged up throughout the middle of the week, so it was a good opportunity for me to kind of step back and work on putting putting in some some X's and O stuff. Um, those guys can still see it. They were they were pretty much healthy enough to be able to walk through them. Um, and we weren't able to do them live, like five on five or anything like that. But we were at least able to get through them. So we were able to add a couple uh, a couple base layers to our offense um, and a couple entries to our offense. Um, and then towards the end of the week, we got back into kind of the swing of things and did did quite a bit of shell drill. So we we got through a couple progressions there, which which I was happy about. Um, but with with having guys banged up, um, it's hard to like, like there's a fine line between kind of just pushing through things to get them in and then really, really hitting them home and making sure they understand it before we move on to the next, uh, the next part of it. And that's kind of that. I was trying to find that balance this week of, okay, do they grasp this? Can I move on or should I just move on anyway? So, um, 
It's been a little tough. And then we we were obviously supposed to have a scrimmage lined up this past Saturday um, with you guys as part of it. And uh, I know some things went awry there, so I'll let you speak on that. But um, but we did end up having our first scrimmage against other people that aren't on our team. And that was just um, for not being able to compete for um, 10 months. Uh, that was that was really fun. It was it was nice. It was nice to be back on the sideline. It was really fun to be back coaching. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure. In fact, I know that the kids were were, you know, really excited to be back on the floor, competing. Like I said, after ten months of of not being on a basketball court. Yeah, it's got to be like a almost a relief to just be able to like, like bottled up energy you get to go finally use for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I like it was it was um, it was like riding a bike, but it was also like, man, this bike is sweet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm having a really good time riding this bicycle. Uh, I remember how to ride it. I'm having a, you know, but, but man, this is, I am just beach cruising right now. Uh, let me ask you because you actually were able to get that scrimmage in. Yes, sir. From your perspective, were you like brimming with energy and like overly enthusiastic because it had been so long or were you like pretty even, even keeled going into it? I think I was pretty even keel. Um, yeah. it kind of just got back in the swing. Like I wasn't, well, I, <clears throat> for me, like, so I forget who I was talking to the night before, like Friday night, um, I was talking to somebody and they're like, Oh, you excited for tomorrow? I'm just like, I'll be excited at, you know, 10 AM. Yeah. Because the guy's got to go home. So <laughs> right. I didn't, I don't want to, I don't want to get too excited anymore and, and, you know, get jacked up for a, a scrimmage or a game. And then, you know, cause eventually the letdown's coming. So um, I think I stayed pretty even keel through it. Um, again, it was like <clears throat> getting back on the sideline was kind of like I never left. So I think I was in the same personal personality space that, I, that I've been. Um, I don't obviously I haven't been there yet, but I'm fairly certain I am going to be jacked up i'm gonna be <laughs> fired up i i'm i'm like brimming with enthusiasm to to go and put into play the things that we've put into practice to this point um for us we had a weird week monday tuesday wednesday was normal we were having great practices wednesday wednesday i decided i dressed as if i was gonna go and to practice to play because I thought we needed to bang a little bit. I thought we're, we're small and feisty. Um, so I thought, I, I kind of thought like it, it would be a benefit to go in there and like in the half court and bang around a little bit and let, throw let the big dog eat a little bit. No, not necessarily for, <laughs> for, for their sake, just to get a, a physical presence. Like, cause, because right. we did have that scrimmage lined up on Saturday and you guys have a couple of, of larger humans and, Coach Tompkins, who who uh, you guys scrimmage, he has a couple of larger kids, so I wanted to like see some of that. And uh, I got there, and the energy was really, really good. So I just made the like the snap decision that I was going to do my entry interviews. So we usually go a couple of weeks into the season, and then we do entry interviews where. Oh, it that couple of weeks is important for me to get to know the kids, them to get to know me a little bit. Um, to gather information on each other. And then at that interview stage, I'll bring a kid in on an individual basis and pretty much ask them like, what do they think about our team? What do they, how do they see themselves fitting in? 
and what can I do to help all that go? And those conversations can take a little while, depending, you know, some, some guys it's, it's very straightforward. Everyone's on the same page. They have a realistic view of what's going on and others don't. Um, those conversations can go all over the place. So anyway, we had those on Wednesday and then on, I was, um, looking forward to adding a couple more things Thursday, Friday and getting a little bit more play. And so we weren't shocked at actually playing on Saturday. And then we got shut down because the school popped a couple of COVIDs and there was tracing going on. I had no idea when we were going to play. So, but we got the news. We were able to get back on tomorrow, Monday. So we missed awesome. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not too bad. Not too big of a deal. Um, but it did change <clears throat> some of that stuff we were going to put in. Uh, we are kind of just going to set it aside for the moment because there were other things that we, we the, the things we were going to put in, we were going to like, they weren't, we were going to fine tune some things and just really get them down. But now we have Monday. Uh, we have a scrimmage Tuesday. We have Wednesday, Thursday. So we have three more days of practice. So it's kind of like now we've lost three days. We kind of have to expedite some things a little bit. So it's changed the way as we, as we expected, COVID was going to change stuff, but it's changed the plan yet again for us. Like my coach and I got together and, and we listed our top five details that we needed to make sure we're pounded out this week. We each made a list and, uh, you make sure we have a solid top five that we are going to hammer this week and, and get them done. But that's changed. You know, that's what COVID has done for us all year long. It's going to continue. I mean, it's, it's eventually it's going to happen to everybody um, at some point, right? You're going to hopefully, and hopefully it's just a couple days like you guys had. Yeah. Um, you're able to get back to it. Um, and everybody. Uh, you're going to be, and then you're going to be scrambling trying to figure out what you actually need uh, to yeah. be successful on a game day. And like, it's <clears throat> these games, especially like the start of league play uh, is less than, I mean, it's Friday. It's, this is Sunday night. Now um, it's on Friday or the start of our, you know, our, our at least our schedule is Friday. Same. Um, and they kind of snuck up on us. I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel the same way. Like, Oh yeah. It was like, okay, we got we got tons of time to be able to really work on in our case, it was well, let's work on, you know, a lot of skill stuff, a lot of base uh, skills and a lot of base um, skills that I think they're gonna need for future uh, implementations. And I was thinking about as I was <clears throat> watching the film of our scrimmage um, you know, last night and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, we play in less than a week. Like this is like, okay, like, and then I'm just, you know, the, the wheels start turning, like, whoa, I don't, what do I have in? Well, not much. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's, they, they, they snuck up on us. And it's the same. I mean, we're, we're scrimmaging each other on Tuesday. Um, so that'll be fun just because it's always fun. But yeah. again, three, three days of practice leading up. And, and you know, Thursday is, uh, is more of a walkthrough uh, for us anyway. Um, you know, we'll have as much scouting as we, as we have possible. And then we'll walk through our own stuff because we should probably be worried about that most importantly. But so really it's like two and a half days of practice. Yeah. It's not a lot of time and it did sneak up, um, with our little pauses, um, 
and then just the window itself seemed bigger at the beginning than it than it is than it seems now um it, i feel like we have so much to get into um that it's kind of intimidating like i made a vow this year that i wasn't going to every year i start off the beginning of our practices we work on some fundamental things and as the year goes on i feel like we have so many other things to work on that i always abandon ship always right. abandon ship on the fundamental stuff the, the everyday stuff that you need to do and i made a vow this year i'm not abandoning ship well i haven't but what i did do is i took some of the reps and just shortened them down because we're taking like 20 minutes of our practice and working on all these fundamental things. And I'm like, we're, we have too much to get to the windows <laughs> closing. Like we have to speed this up somehow. So I didn't abandon the ship yet, but we did shrink it up. I take, um, and I, I've, I started this two years ago. This is now the third year I've done this. I take the first, the first half hour of practice is dedicated to just fundamental skill work. Um, every day this every single day first 30 minutes our guys i mean we do the same the same drills we have a series of drills that i think kind of covers most of if not all the things that we're looking for um from a fundamental aspect so our guys know that those are the first three four five drills of the day and then we get into stretch you know our dynamic stretch and then uh and then we're off to the races with whatever we're working on that day but but at least well i guess if you take out the stretching which is like eight minutes um you know, at least 22 minutes of, of the day is dedicated to just strictly fundamental skill work. That's truthfully, in my opinion, that's the way it should be. Like these are things you're doing every day. Now I say that, but the one thing we don't practice like so rarely that it's probably a disgrace to basketball coaching is we don't practice regular layups. We practice all, all sorts of basket attacks and all sorts of finishes, but we just don't practice layups. And the other day, my, my assistant's like, we're missing a ton of layups. I'm like, well, we better start making them because I don't want to take practice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take time and practice and practice layups. Like this is, you know, it's, it's, I, I just don't, I can't. It's like free throws we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't force myself. You can't make a layup now. Boy, you got the summers is all yours. Take the time. You know, I don't know. It just feels almost like a waste of time or too basic, but clearly it's not because we're missing a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you probably do enough transition drills, right? Where you're getting a bunch of layups, right? I would imagine. Yeah, we're getting some. Yeah. We're we're definitely getting some, but we've been playing a lot of live basketball this year. Oh, so, right, that's right. So we're doing. We started the year doing a lot of five on zero, or you know, with no defenders. So they were getting layups, but now we're at a point where we're doing a lot less with zero defenders, and those those freebie layups are just less to be had. <clears throat> you know, and. Um, so another, another thing that I noticed this past week, so we, we went through Wednesday, got shut down and I am lucky enough that one of our, we have a video coordinator who's in the ninth grade and he is locked in on this job. I'm jealous. Dude, he's, he's, he's liking it. You know, he That's wanted awesome. to, yeah, I'm stoked. He wanted to do something with stats and I was like, you know, we have two other ninth grade managers 
who are handle the clock in the book and they do keep some stats for us. I was like, what do you think about being the video coordinator? It is amazing. He records <laughs> our practices. So I'm able to, if I'm able to go home, check out practice because you had, you had said like recently, like it's hard to see sometimes when you're stuck in the weeds yeah, and that's very much true. Even at practice, I've noticed. So what I did this week is I came home and I watched the first practice that we filmed, which was one, which was not our first practice. We were like maybe four or five days in. So I watched that one. And then I watched our practice when I was doing the uh, entry interviews and I didn't run that practice. I had my assistant and our volunteer assistant run that practice. I brought a, a simple practice plan. And they ran it. It sounded great though. I was in the gym, but I, 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 it sounded like a great practice. So I watched the first one, then watched the one where I was doing the interviews. And it was, we had come a long way in a week. It looked a lot better, a lot different. It was a really solid practice. And then I had a scary, scary thought. <laughs> My thought was, you know what's not in this practice, involved in this practice? It's me. I'm not involved in this practice, and this is an excellent practice. And then I followed up with another thought. What if my personality or the way I go about that job is somehow hindering the energy of the practice? And like I, that was like a not a good thought to have. To be. I was like, oh, no, no. Like maybe I am part of the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I really did think this. And then... um I, th I, I talked to my assistant a little bit about it. I was like, dude, that was, it was an excellent practice. You didn't stop it too much. You let him play. Um, got a lot done. The energy was good. What if every couple of days I just hand you the practice plan, you operate, and I will be the shadow assistant? So I think that's the route we're going to take going forward, simply out of fear that I might squander our energy for some reason i don't know whether it was me or not i have no idea but there was definitely a difference I'd, i'm interested to see how that would play out in the long term like you said if 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 that difference whatever it may be uh continues to be the case i don't think it it's you personally i think like um like when you go back to like when you were a player and the assistant coach like has the practice there's just a different uh atmosphere in the gym because the boss isn't there, right? Yeah. The boss isn't there. We Not that we can goof around anymore or whatever the case is, but you just feel a little bit more loose. You know, you can crack some – because kids always feel more comfortable. I shouldn't say always. 99% of the time feel more comfortable talking to the assistant coach. Like, I'm sure throughout your five years, right? Now you're sixth. This is – yeah, this is six. Right. I'm sure – how many times have you had a kid – go to an assistant coach about an issue, whether it be personal or through basketball. Right. Yeah. A lot. Because they're closer to it. You feel a little bit more you just feel a little bit more loose around them. So I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily uh your personality coming through. I think it's their uh their reaction their reaction to what they think uh they need to project while you're in the gym. It's almost just the role itself. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, even I, I really even do. still, like I think removing removing that for every couple of days might be good. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Certainly, certainly more courageous than I am. I, I don't. 
I'm, I'm still going to be in the gym and still going to be involved, but I'm just not going to be the, you know, running the not ship. Running. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, that's not actually not a bad yeah. idea. Really? It's probably good for those guys to really get a different voice uh, at them, you know, because it's, it's, they hear your voice all the time. Right. Yeah. So um, hear the same things, but put in a different way. Yeah. From a different person. Yeah. Yeah, even just even it's just a change in um, enunciation or vocabulary a little bit, right. you know, could be could be a, a delightful change. And another thing that I noticed was, you know, I had I had a couple of kids ask me because we have been scrimmaging more, ask me how they can get on the floor more. So I had in, uh, individual conversations with them and told them, and that practice was the first day after those conversations and now whether it continues or not will will, remains to be seen but those players that i had conversations with they attempted to get those things done you know that was excellent to see because i wasn't watching the practice and i miss a lot but i was able to watch it back the the benefit to filming practice is just like I'm bummed I wasn't I didn't do it before. I, you know, I've been lucky and had a couple of managers since I've been there. And I should have put somebody on the on the camera much earlier. Yeah, I remember you were telling me about uh you were filming practice and it's a really really good idea. Um one because then you always, you know, you can you can keep that practice forever essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and see, you know, obviously then you wouldn't lose any drills or anything like that, but uh, for B, just like you said, it's seeing the growth of your <clears throat> of your team throughout the season. I think that is is you know it, that's that's a huge benefit um, to doing it. I wish I could. I would have to set it up like in the corner and try to get as much of the floor as yeah. I could. I don't I don't have any managers, so I wouldn't have anybody. Although I got a couple guys that are banged up and injured, so maybe I can make them the de facto video coordinator for a little while. But there you um, go. Yeah, if not, I'd have to I'd have to set it up um in the corner i really should start doing that that's such a good idea you know filming practice there was a lot of small details that i picked up watching the film that i missed while i was there you know we filmed a handful yeah yeah there was just so many details where especially for me the things that i noticed the most were on individual players basis so like I, i was able to catch information that i know now can take back to a player and either show one or just talk to about that I just missed before. Yeah. And I think like you said, um, you know, kids come to you all the time and ask, how do I get on the floor or, you know, coach, why am I not playing more or anything like that? And it's, and we always tell them, right. you you earn your minutes in practice. Well, now you have video evidence of whether they're doing the things that you want them to do or not, or if they're improving or, or, you know, anything along those lines. So now you have, um, you have backup to those statements that, that we as coaches always, always give to our guys. Well, that actually happened. One of the, one of the kids is asking me what, what he can do. And I'm like, truthfully, I just, you have more in the tank to give and I'm telling him about it. And then I said, you know what? I brought my laptop with me. Let me pull that out. So I pull out my laptop, pull a puddle, scroll forward to what I remembered was the period of time. And here it is. You see this. And as soon as he saw it, his body language changed. Like when I was telling him, it looked like I was yelling at it, like yelling at a puppy. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he looked like downtrodden. When he saw it on film, he's like, "Oh, I got you." Yeah, I see it. It like the body language changed, and I noticed it 
that following practice on film that it did change. Yeah. Seeing, uh, I think, I think seeing it for kids, um, in this generation is more beneficial to them than hearing it. Maybe than it was for like, for like you or I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause when I, when I played, we, we, de- I mean, we obviously didn't have like, we still watched film on actual videotape. <laughs> yeah. like, I think we had like, you know, the back end of my high school career, we started getting into the little, little mini DVDs. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, we started getting into a little bit of technology, but it's not like now we're, like you just said, like, oh, I pulled out my laptop and pulled it up. It's like 10, 10, 15, you know, 15 years ago. You're just like, what, what is that space age technology you're doing? <laughs> I got to go to a Walmart parking lot to pick up a DVD. Like, <laughs> right? like, like it's all shady back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is this? What, you, what is this sorcery you're doing? Pulling it up real quick. <laughs> um, but I think, and that's the way kids are nowadays, right? Everything yeah. is, is, is visual and it's at the, the, the tips of their fingers. So, I think seeing it for them is, is, is way more beneficial than, than hearing it. Yeah. I think I I've had a couple of instances where that could, that was proven to me. And so I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep hammering it and keep using it. Um, one of the, one of the most shocking things that happened in my entry interviews, never had this before in my life. I had a kid ask, well, the the reason I've never had it is because, this is the first year we don't do it, but I had a kid ask if we could do more individual skill drills. Hmm. And I've never had that before. And partially because we've flip-flopped in the past, I did a lot of breakdown individual drills this year, few, far less. Um, but I was shocked to hear that. Like, that's what you want? Yeah, that's what I want. So, okay, well, you know, I talked to him about it. But yeah. uh, I, I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> yeah that's that's um that's an interesting question really i mean i i've always been told when i was a player and i've i've passed that on to my guys as you know fall and winter are for making teams uh summer summer spring and summer are for making players you know that's that's really where you make your bones uh and get better as a basketball player now like I said, we we still do fundamental skill work every single day, so it's not like you're not getting better throughout the year. Right. Um, but you know, we practice two hours, two and a half hours a day. There's just there's just not enough time to be able to do everything, and there's there's certainly not enough time for you know for you to focus on like let's say you want to be you want to change your shooting form uh, or something like that. Like that we don't we just don't have enough time for you to do that in the middle of January, and the season ends in March. Right. Um, it's, no, definitely not. Something's got to take a hit, right? I mean, it, it's just it's just the way it is because you're trying to have your team be as successful as it can. Um, and obviously your team is made up of players, but like I said, it's spring and summer are for – that's where players make their bones. I, I'm, um, I'm interested to see well, – I'm not interested actually, but I'm – Gonna, I'm probably going to be bummed to see how poorly we shoot the basketball because that was one of the things I wanted to get done this year. But I changed course. You know, I didn't stay steadfast on the shooting. I took us in a little bit of a different direction than originally thought. Um, and we've worked on other things, which I don't, I don't think I made a poor decision, but uh, we haven't shot the ball as much as I had initially hoped to this point. And we're probably going to shoot the ball 
quite ugly for a little while. Um, but I'm interested to see how poorly. <laughs> because we've had so many things to put in. Uh, not so many things to put in, but we, we've had to really establish. We've had to establish so much that didn't involve getting up shots initially. Now, this upcoming week, we're going to shoot the ball a bunch more, so maybe it will improve a little bit. Um, but, you know, the first couple of weeks, we just didn't shoot the ball as much as I had I had initially hoped for. And, the, you know, that's one of my issues as a coach is I, I struggle. Like, when I put out forward a plan, if I see it, if I just see that the waters need to change course, I just change course. You know, I don't hold myself to my own plan as often as I probably should. I think maybe that's, that's the way to go. Maybe, maybe the way to go is changing course. I guess, but it could also be a detriment. You know, it's like six, one half dozen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we haven't done like, I know I've talked about it on a previous podcast. Like I've, I've, I focused on shooting a lot in the past and summers, uh, which we didn't have this year. And kind of along the same lines as you, like we haven't, we haven't done a lot of shooting. Um, in practice we've done you know maybe a little bit more than previous years but but not a whole lot um and summertime is is really when i try to break down that that time to basically build from the ground up uh you know a player's jump shot make any tweaks make any changes and then just thousands of reps yeah um so we haven't done a lot of shooting i think i I really i honestly think that that's going to be a lot of people's issues is as i think a lot of coaches um, unless you really, really committed to it because we were, we, you know, everything is compressed now. Everything time-wise is compressed. We just don't have the time um, to focus on getting a lot of shooting in. I think you're going to see that a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of percentages lower for, for quite a bit of the year. I'm excited to see, to find out where coaches put their eggs um, with their shortened amount of time and, some schools didn't have an off season. Um, I'm interested to see in a very small window where coaches put their, you know, place their, their cash. Did they work on shooting? Were they working on locking in how to play D or what were they doing? And because I think you're going to get a lot of variance, you know, you're going to see a lot of teams that are really, you know, ahead of a lot of people at certain things, but well behind in others because of, of that timetable. Yeah, and it's actually funny you, you mentioned you know where where coaches are putting their cash a little bit, and uh, I think I mentioned last episode that I skipped shell drill one day. <laughs> um, so I've been I've really been focusing on the offensive side of the ball. I, Heresy. I've been, I've been yeah like, yeah exactly like blasphemy. What shell drill? Um, so I've been putting a lot of I've been putting a lot of stock into the offensive side of the ball because I haven't done that in the past. I, I, I've I've found in the past four years that the offensive side of the ball has been a little bit of a weakness of mine. So I wanted to, I worked on that, you know, a little bit throughout the summer and I I really wanted to try to put that in play. Um, And it's funny with, I talked last week about just taking a day off from shell drill. Well, this past week it was on the practice schedule and I was at practice and I was going, you know, it was the next one up and, and my assistant was standing next to me and I said, uh, we're going to skip shell drill. And he'd like, he's like, he's like, what, what? He's like, what? where's the camera? Like, where, you know, where's the joke? I was just like, no, we're going to, I was like, we're going to skip it and we're going to do, um, 
you know, we did, I think we did um, like a, like a drill, a drill for post moves. Um, <laughs> so, but it was, yeah, he as like, as he did that and I was just like, yeah, I know, I know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. it was actually, so, so my cash is, is, is I'm withdrawing from one bank and, and depositing in a different one uh, this season. And it feels weird. I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, I don't know how well it's going to play out, but if you're not changing, you're dying. Yeah, I think that's probably a um, like we talked about before. It's a, at the very least, it's like it's you're stepping out of your of your comfort zone a little bit and trying to do different stuff. And I think that's really what we have to do. You know, I thought about that in, on a previous podcast. I had said something similar to that, and I thought am I stepping outside of my comfort zone? Because the truth is like, I've, I've kind of found my comfort zone in this, in like a style that I like and I've kind of ridden it and I haven't really stepped out of my comfort zone. I've been forced into a different box a couple of years. So I, we've had to abandon ship, but I'd really didn't, I didn't really buy into it. You know, like you're making a, like a change where you're like, you're buying into and sticking with something different. I haven't really had to do that. So like, how much am I growing? You know, I've, I've been just questioning myself now. <laughs> it's a, it's a wholesale change. Um, and I, I haven't, I haven't had the abandoned ship thought, uh, yet. However, we've only skirmished once. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in like two weeks after we play, you know, two or three games, hopefully. Um, can I tell you my first two abandoned ship thoughts? Yeah, so, absolutely. I may have talked about the one previous, but my first year, that one we had Lakeland and North Pocono. So the, the first game I'm going to talk about is Lakeland, and they had an excellent basketball player, and we had a pretty good team. I, th- I felt we were pretty good. And a friend of mine was the coach at Lakeland, and we get there, and this kid is close to 1,000. So before the game, he pulls me aside, and he goes, hey, if he scores his 1,000th, We'll stop it and you know, we'll give him the ball. Are you guys cool with that? I said, yeah, absolutely. And it, like, this is a half court. And before I go back to my bench, I like, I took a couple steps to turn around. And I was like, yeah, how many does he need? And he go and he laughs and goes like, seventy two. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you jerk! Like, all right, ha ha, whatever. So we go and we play the game. The kid ended up with forty eight. Oh my goodness, forty eight. And I think we ended up losing by like thirteen. We actually played, like at that point for us, we played pretty well. We just couldn't get him stopped. He had 48, and it, that was my very first abandoned ship moment where I was like, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. I got to step away. Like, what, what's going on here? 48. That's so many points in a high school basketball game. <laughs> Dude, it was demoralizing. I didn't, I didn't, I thought I was trash. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. So fast forward, like, just like a week. Now we go to play North Pocono and they were pretty good. And we get there and they ran us out of the gym. Like they were, they were jumping like at top of the two, three zone to our, to the half court line and really applying pressure. And we turned it over and turned it over and turned it yeah. over. It was so gross. And we got on the bus and I looked at my assistant and I was like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm, th- that was so bad. I think I'm trash. <laughs> we ended up having like a pretty good year, but those that first couple of weeks, I thought this isn't for me. I'm so bad at this. That's not a good start. I mean, anytime you no. get 48 dropped on your head, no, um, 
That's tough. That's so many. That's a lot of points. Dude, everything he heaved up went in, and then he was he was killing us on the offensive glass. He just it was disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and he he went on and had a pretty good collegiate career too. Like he's a he's a good player, but yeah. forty eight, dude. Forty eight's a lot. That's a lot of points, man. In a thirty two minute basketball game, especially with no shot clock. <laughs> yes, um, not that I'm sure that not that that would come into play, but. Um, did you ever have one of those like a moment where you're just like like early on especially where you're like i'm in over my head a little bit well my 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 first uh my first year at mountain view we started the year oh and eight um oh and eight and we played some we played some good teams but we had some games where i thought we should have won um and i i remember I remember after the I don't know if we lost this I don't know, I don't remember what game it was. We lost one of the games, own six, own seven, own eight. And I'm sitting in the locker room afterwards and, and all the players are gone, they're on the bus and and I'm I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, did I did I did I make a mistake? Was I not ready um to be a head coach? You know, is this my doing? And you know, you're 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 downtrodden and stuff, and and you know, thankfully that year we kind of turned it around. We ended up playing for a district championship and and going to the state tournament, um, and losing losing a close game in the state tournament. But after th- those first couple games where we were zero and six, zero and seven, zero and eight, and it was it was just like, man, am I ever going to be able to win a basketball game? <laughs> like, is you know, is this are we gonna are we gonna have an offer? Um, right. Because you know, when when I got there, the you know the record the year before it was only they only had like four or five wins um and i felt we were we could be pretty good um and and compete for the league and compete for you know a shot at districts and then once we fell to like oh and seven it was just like soul crushing (laughs) it's just like man what am i you know i'm doing this wrong i have to be doing something wrong because they can be a lot better so um that's that's the one that sticks out um, that at least, at least, you know, a certain moment, um, that sticks out for, for an abandoned ship point. Those, those periods of time, a lot of self-doubt creeps in and you really got to check that it's a good reality check on what you're doing. Like making sure you're not just half-heartedly going about something like you have to check everything, especially when you are questioning the direction. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! Right, yeah. That was that's the only one I can think of that was an actual uh, an actual moment. I mean, this actually this this past year, the same situation. We we started zero and seven. Uh, now we had a, a, a I think a tougher schedule last year than we did you know three years prior, my first year. Um, but we again we started zero and seven. But but I, I had a feeling that we would be able to to, to turn it around because I would that was the group I was with for four years. I knew them very well. Um, and I just felt like we were able, we, we would be able to turn it around and, and really compete for the league and compete for the district and, and get into the state tournament. Uh, I have another randomish question for you, but have you ever, <clears throat> and I have just to precursor, but have you ever lost a, lost a game for your team as a, as a head coach? Like really afterwards you were like that one, that was on me. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, two years ago, um, we were in a very tight race 
for uh, to win the division, to win our league. And we were coming down to the nitty gritty. I think it maybe was the second to last game. Um, and I think we were up. We might have been up by a game on the on the second place team, or maybe we were tied. But um, we played a team that that you know didn't have a great record. Um, that on paper we were better than, um, and I felt that it was a, a should win game for us. But they always play us tough. Um, every single time we play, it's always been a tough game, no matter what their record is. And this was this was another case. Uh, game was really close, and um, there was a kid who was in and out of the lineup for us throughout the year. So he was in and out of the scorebook. And the prior two games, um, he wasn't in the scorebook. And I fill out the book before the game. Oh, no. So I copied from the previous game the players. And I left him out of the book. So I subbed him into the game. I was assessed a technical foul. The opposing team made one of two, and we ended up losing the game. By, or no, they made both. The, uh, the opposing team made both free throws, and we ended up losing the game by one point. Oh, So, yeah, and we take out – and, you know, everybody, people tell you after the game, you know, that's not the difference between the game and stuff like that. It's like, no, yes, it is because, yeah. you know, I can't control whether a kid misses a three-point shot or not, but I can control writing his name in the book. So right. those are two points that never should have been on the board. Right. Um, so that one, that one sticks out. So now I carry a roster. Well, first off, now I put everybody in the book, no matter what. I don't even care. Yeah. Let the referees scratch him out if he's not there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone goes in the book. I can care less. Uh, <laughs> but I copy it now from a from a roster card. I carry a roster card, um, and I copy it into the you know I copy it into the book every you know before we before we play every game. That's that's a rough one. How did how do you handle that in the locker room afterwards? I mean, I told them straight up it was you know yeah. the loss is on me, and and uh, it was it was even more crushing because we knew that we were in a tight race like for a division, um, and we ended that year we ended up losing a a league playoff game for the championship um, to the team that had won it the previous year, so they won back to back, and and we had we basically had our, our own control of our own destiny and, and kind of let it slip away um, that year. So, you know, obviously in the locker room after the game, it was, it was, uh, it was actually, you know what too bad enough. It was on senior night. Oh no. Yeah. Um, they doubled down the guilt for you. Yeah, it was bad. It, it was, it was bad. It was, yeah, it, that's what it was. It was on C it was on senior night. So we had that home game and then we had a game um, to close out. It was like a Tuesday, Friday type deal. We had a game that Friday to close out the season. And if we won the game where I was assessed the technical foul, all we would have to do is win the final game. We would have been league champs. But we went into the final game where we had to win to force a playoff. Right. So, yeah, in the locker room, it was, you know, I, I, I couldn't um, I couldn't apologize to, no, to enough. And I actually took both – we had two seniors that year. I actually took them both aside um, and, and spoke to them privately and basically told them that, you know, I, I may have cost them a, a league championship and, you know, that's something that I, I'll never forgive myself for. So um, yeah. that was a tough one. That was a real tough one. I have, I have two of those uh, similar one, both in the same year. One, <clears throat> um, my team 
was not performing at the standard of which we had set for ourselves that year. The energy was not there and we were playing a good competition and we needed to, it was early in the year, but I, you know, I knew we had a really good team and I wanted to make sure we, every game was super important and we didn't come out great. And one of the referees at the game, we, we just don't have a great history. I will say um, not person, not personally, but just on the court working relationship. Correct. Um, and I got a little bit mouthy in, you know, and it, to this point in the game, we were trading baskets. The game was not out of hand at all, but I wanted to establish our, our um, mindset a little bit. And I started to bark <clears throat> and I was, I thought that my kids would buy into that a little bit, you know, getting into a little bit of a tougher mindset, like, because I wasn't barking about garbage. I was barking about things that had their back. Right. And this referee did not hesitate. He banged me with a T. Yeah. <laughs> sat me did down. Not did not hesitate. And sat me down. And from there, it was practically downhill. Like it changed, it changed the whole momentum of the game. Now, whether it had would have gone that way or not, I don't know without that, because we weren't playing nearly to our standard. But it changed the momentum of the game, and we ended up losing by a handful. And then that same year, later in the year, we had we were the top team in the league, and we're playing the bottom team in the league. <clears throat> and I did not do enough homework and realize that they were going to come out and throw junk at us. I just didn't. That's what it was. I didn't realize that that was a possibility of something that we need to take time for and work with. So they came out and, and triangled two to us and box and one us and, and all game long, just, just all junk. And we ended up losing by like one or two. Oh, terrible, awful, just terrible. And they weren't, they weren't very good, but they beat us. And that game ended up losing us an outright uh, league win. And then we had to play in a playoff game and, and we, we lost there. To, we had beat the team a team three times. This was our fourth meeting. We lost the fourth meeting. Oh. It was just not great. Yeah. So I, and just all because I I hadn't prepared enough. Truthfully, that's what it was. You know, we were prepared in all sorts of ways, but not for the junk. <clears throat> and that that haunts me a little bit because I had a I had a really good team and kids that I had been with a long time, and that that one sticks with me hard. <laughs> it's uh it's interesting that both of our both well at least one of you know both of our stories are related to winning an outright league championship yeah <laughs> i guess those are probably the ones that you really remember though right? because yeah for sure because they, they're more they, on the they, line right they they just they mean a little bit more um those ones stick out but it's i think that's pretty interesting that both of ours are directly related to winning a, an outright league league championship yeah, we took we took some beatings down in the second half of that season. We lost that that cream puff game that we should have prepared. I should have prepared us for, and we should have handled properly. And then we ended up losing the playoff game for the league or the the, the league title. And then we ended up winning the first round of the districts. Meet you guys in the second round. Yeah, second. I, yeah, I think second round. Yeah, which which is the second yep. round? Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, you guys gave it to us. It was a, it was a good game for a part portion of the game, but down the down the stretch, you guys gave it to us. And like the the second 
that last couple of weeks that season really tailed off hard. It's unfortunate. Good for you. Good for you, but not, not super for, <laughs> for Blue Ridge. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. Good for me. Um, it's hard. It's hard though. Like, did you? Let me ask you this, and we don't have to get too much on it. But did you? Did you feel it towards the end of the season? Like, did you feel kind of everything slipping away a little bit? Yes. And yeah. what I've learned just recently, actually, from in retro, is the thing that I brought up with my assistant earlier, where maybe he takes a practice. I should have laid off on a lot of things i was two hours a day every at that point i was two hours a day every day we work on the things we work on well at that point in the season the truth is we just didn't need to do it and i was i was tiring that group out i was tiring them out emotionally i was tiring them out physically and we were still we were still able to you know our first round game we put 70 plus points on the board we could still get it done but when it got down to the nitty-gritty stuff i think they had just to a point kind of checked out and that's something i've recently realized that you know you learn along the way that's all you can kind of feel it so that 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 group um that i had were with the technical foul and and you know leading to losing the league championship in a playoff i remember um after we lost to the playoff game I was talking to my assistant coach um, because it was, it was the playoff game on a Saturday. And then we had a district quarterfinal game on Wednesday against a team that I believe we, we beat twice already that year, or maybe we, I think we beat them twice already that year. Um, in a game that we, you know, could win in my mind should win. Um, so we lost the, 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 the league playoff game on Saturday and after talking to the team after the game, they all got on the bus and ready to go home. And I'm in the locker room with my assistant coach. And I, I looked at him and I said, that's it. Our season's over. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they're, I was like, look, they're, they're drained. Like yeah. that was, that was our, that league playoff game was our state championship game. We're, there's, we're not going to win the game on Wednesday. We're just not mentally there. And turns out we went on Wednesday and we ended up losing that game. It was a tough game, close game. Um, I don't remember what the final was, but, but we did end up losing and our season ended, but you know, you can just, you can just feel the, at some point you can just feel the energy leave your team. Yeah. I wasn't intelligent enough at that point or seasoned enough to recognize that, you know, I was under the impression, I was under the impression at that point, you know, you just keep working, you just keep working as hard as you can. You just keep working as hard as you can and you'll garner the benefits down the road. Well, there is some truth to that, but not at that point. At that point, <clears throat> should have laid off the gas on certain things and made sure I kept great, great positive energy and kept their minds um, involved, but involved on the more fun and positive aspects of things. You know, but you live, you live, and you learn. Um, that's just the truth. Like I, I've, I've said to those players on on previous teams, like I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry because I, if you had had me today, you would have had a different outcome for sure. I'm just a lot yeah. better at, at, at this job now. <clears throat> That's the way it goes with experience. You know, you learn, you live, you live and you learn, you live through situations, you learn through them. I mean, it's, it's as good in life as it is in coaching. True. Very true. 
Um, well, I don't have anything special for you at the moment on Tuesday. Um, but I might be able to. I might be able to put something in tomorrow that'll really throw you a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I like to. I like to have a, an Easter egg for for uh, Mountain View every year. Yeah, well, I mean, for tomorrow at least, you're gonna or Tuesday at least, you you know, as as probably with most years, you know, what you see is what you get. I'm, a, I'm an open book, man. <laughs> yeah. Some some of those Easter eggs I do I do just just for you. Just for just for us. No, just for you. No, just for me. Yeah. 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 It's one of my. It's one of the most fun games for me every year. I, I love playing. I love playing that game. You know, you coaching at my alma mater. Uh, I know a lot of people in that community, and I just and you're a good friend of mine. You and your assistant. It's I always look forward to that. Even scrimmages. You know, it's it's, it's a good time. Oh yeah, it's always it's always one of my favorite games uh, on the calendar. And, and I think what makes it fun is because we know each other so well. Um, yeah. That we we know what to expect, and then we know to expect something that we don't expect. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, it was the coaches versus cancer game at your place a couple of years ago, where uh, your student section had set up an ESPN booth. You recall that? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. I wish they'd bring that back, man. All those kids graduated though. That was that was a few years ago. That was that well, was maybe that's still somewhere hiding in the school. <laughs> maybe we can great. get ESPN there on Tuesday. You never know. I'll call them. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for do you have any other anything else you want to dive into? No, I think we're good, man. Uh, I think that was pretty solid. Well, before we go, my resource today is at cor- at Coach Corey Close, and it's C- Coach C O R I Close. Um, she's the head coach of UCLA women. And uh, give her a check on Twitter. She posts a lot of great stuff. And um, I also have another reference. It's called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. This is another book that I have yet to read, but I've heard referenced a lot. Um, it's called by it's by Carol Dweck, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Um, and actually, I found coach close but because she she referenced chop wood carry water that's how i found her on twitter um to circle it all back together with the books so i'm trying to make a more more concerted effort this year to read more read more um throughout the year i made uh i made a new year's resolution uh to you know people people are like oh i'm gonna try to read 50 books this year (laughs) 50s 50 is is way out of my ballparks i I set the bar at 10 i already got one down nice Um, so i set the bar at 10 there are some years where 50 pages are good for me (laughs) i don't read i i don't i barely ever read it's 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 i'm forcing myself to read i enjoy audio books but uh i want 10 10 i'm reading 10 actual you know, bound books this year. <laughs> Ink on paper, baby. It's hard to do for some reason. I think it's it the is. electronic. It, it's the phone. It's it's the tab. It's the tablet. It's the laptop. You know, it takes yeah. your attention away. Yeah, but I'll put maybe I'll put this one. I don't have I don't have a list of books to read. I'm I'm flying by the seat of my pants here with that. So maybe I'll put this on there and read this one. We can exchange books. You've you've given me a handful that are on my list to buy. 
Oh, book club, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so check those out and put them to use. Oh, one last thing. Do you do you have uh are you exchanging Twitter handles? I am changing What's Twitter handles. Um it's just my my timeline is so cluttered with just stuff that I'm not interested in that and my Twitter is like I made it actually I had to make my Twitter when I was in college for a, like a, a class. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a technology class. And I had to make it or no, I didn't have to. I made, it was for extra points and, and Lord knows I needed extra points. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a Twitter and it's like and that was in like 2011. So it's like 10 years old and it's just just filled with just junk and nonsense. So I'm like, you know, one day last week, I'm like, all right, I should go through and clean this up. And then I got th- I did it for like four minutes. And I was just like, no, you know what? No, I'm, I'm just going to delete it and get a new one because this is stupid. There you go. Um, so I am changing Twitter handles. So my new Twitter handle is at Coach J Gibbons. J just the letter at Coach J Gibbons. J for Joseph. <laughs> I, I stumbled upon it. Hold on. I yeah. think I know this guy. <laughs> yeah. So please, please hit me a follow. I will be deleting my current Twitter um, probably tomorrow or Tuesday. I kind of set a deadline for Tuesday for myself. Because uh, it's just it's filled with just stupid stuff like just following just like meme pages and then like you know you just go through and you hit like oh that's funny I'll follow this guy mm-hmm. and it's just filled with just stupid stupid stuff so um, I'm trying to just get it to stuff that I'm actually interested in which is essentially basketball and uh, um, that's kind of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, not the extent of my awesome. interest. Yeah. Well, welcome to welcome to your new Twitter world, man. Yeah, so give me a follow at Coach J Gibbons J J, J for uh, for Joe. All right, perfect. Well, uh, we'll be back at it hopefully next week. We'll be able to talk about the uh, the throws of a scrimmage and maybe maybe a couple of games. Maybe hopefully let's let's uh, let's not get too excited now. I'm still not getting too excited for our scrimmage Tuesday, but all right, fair uh, enough. I can't help I it. Will, uh, Hopefully we can. It'll be it'll be fun to talk about it next week, though. Perfect, man. Well, we'll see you next week. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Later. Do not leave anything in this locker room when you walk out. Nothing.